What is up, everybody? This is the Wild Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Heskett, and this is episode 39. Today's guest is Lauren Leach. She is the head coach at PwC. She's back for another interview. We're going to talk about how she lost weight as a mom with hypothyroidism and the strategies she uses and uses with our clients to have successful permanent weight loss, not the yo-yo bullshit, permanent weight loss solutions. And if you're interested in really getting into how to create permanent results, we are currently running a scholarship for a one-year coaching giveaway because PwC is turning to this month. So down the show notes, after you listen to this episode, go click on that link. We are giving away one year of free coaching. But Back to Lauren. She's fucking awesome. She's an amazing coach, which is why I brought her onto the team. She's in charge of pretty much all of our training here at PwC, and she's going to teach you what her journey was, up, the strategy Lauren? she used How's with her weight loss journey, and what she used with her got clients a beautiful today. Day so without today, further ado, so. let's get this started. <laughs> it is so nice out here. It's 70 yes. degrees here in Pennsylvania, and sunny is glorious. Yeah. It's 80 and like a little windy because I was like, could I do this outside? No, it's windy. Uh, It'll no, be too not loud. with the mic. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, have a bird, bird poop in your drink like uh, when Adam was on. No, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> so, Mid-podcast. Yeah, none of that. Dude, yeah, the bird just shaded my smoothie. By the way, guys, go back and watch. If you haven't listened to that episode, Adam Hicks, uh, that was a great episode where I just I think I like the 45 minute bark bird literally shits in the smoothie it's terrible <laughs> I didn't edit it so it's still there I'm like you know you know what this is real life yeah. Oh, yeah. all right so let's talk about you so obviously you're the head coach at PwC there's a the whole intro so we don't need to go into everything but tell the listeners a little bit about your story in your own words yeah. So as many women, we've come to fitness in varying degrees. Like I played a lot of sports through middle school, high school, um, definitely wasn't good enough for college. Wasn't even on my list of things to do, but stayed in rec leagues, you know, slow pitch, softball, volleyball, just stayed active. You know, we're always outside doing stuff, never super uncomfortable going to the gym, even though in hindsight, still didn't really know what I was doing, you know, <laughs> but managed not to super injure myself or anything. Um, decent weight, never super comfortable with how, what the number was on the scale, but everyone's like, oh, you're tall. It's fine. Like that doesn't help, (laughs) So (laughs) you know, Um, but you know, over the years that's become okay. Um, got after 25, it's like, oh, I can't like starve myself and do more cardio and the weight goes away. (laughs) So, um, had a kid and that changes the whole game. Um, cause weight, your body does weird changes when you're growing a human and things don't go back to where they're supposed to be afterwards. Um, you have to put some work into that. Um, they don't warn you about that prior. Uh, so about the weird things that take place with your body. Um, but after that is when I really figured out, I can't do seven days a week of high intensity cardio, and not eat enough calories that my kiddo would need to eat. 
and actually function as a human being. <laughs> so we've talked about this before. I've told my story of almost passing out in the gym while trying to do 45 minutes of hit, lift some weights, and sometimes do more after that. We all know I was only half doing everything if I was still standing after all yep. of that. Uh, <laughs> was probably eating around 1,100 calories, 1,200, because that's the textbook thing they like ingrained in women's brains was, oh, to lose weight, drop your calories to this, regardless if you're eating like 2,500 calories a day. Nope, you have to drop to 1,200 calories to lose weight. That's the only way. <laughs> so. The comparison between like a women's health and men's health magazine back in the day was hysterical. Women's health. Eat the salad and don't eat any more than like a pigeon yeah. men's yeah. health magazine. Like eat this massive fucking steak and this massive yes. salad yes. and sweet potatoes. <laughs> I was like, wait, yeah. what? And it's like, oh, women, you should only have coffee for breakfast and then not eat lunch till like two o'clock if you can manage, you know, but make it be a salad. Sal Nothing salad else. with one egg. <laughs> Meanwhile, again, yes. men's magazines like <laughs> eat 16 ounces of chicken plus the salad and plus a potato. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, cool. If actually if women would eat more like that, we would like what we see in the mirror and uh -huh. do really well in the gym. <laughs> so hundred percent hard. Yeah. It's a hard thing to break through as you're like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm supposed to eat how much of this? Um, so when did you have that breakthrough? So I started having it after the pass out in the gym episode, I signed up for this program and I was introduced to macros. Like I knew what macronutrients were from working in the medical world, things like that. But it was like one of those things in the back of your brain that like you kind of skim through your nutrition section just to pass the test. Like yep. never thought it was a vital information kind of thing. Um, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like I can check those and not like your calories are in check if you're counting your macros, but it was more focused on protein and vegetables on your plate and that carbs weren't necessarily bad, but it was still a very restrictive plan. Like it was like no dairy, no gluten, no processed food. So it was like a mix of paleo and, but you could have like rice and potatoes, like kind of <laughs> like a weird. One of those weird, it's almost like an yeah. autoimmune diet. It's very similar to an autoimmune diet, um, but was doing okay, but it was very hard for me to implement it. For dinner because breakfast and lunch were easy because that I'm only responsible for myself eating breakfast and lunch dinner I was like how do I get my toddler to eat that and my husband who eats like a five-year-old you know he's like I'm not eating that he's like I'll eat this but I don't want that so it was still very restrictive it wasn't really helping my food relationship but it was helping me understand I didn't have to exercise to earn my food because I lived in that dynamic for a very long time mm, that's like, such a dangerous place you to know be. Yes, it's not great. I recommend anyone to skip that era of your life if you can. Um, so it kind of helped unlock some food things. I'm like, okay, but do I really still have to keep dairy out of my diet? Because it's really hard to eat enough protein if I can't have, you know, like Greek yogurt and certain other things. Um, especially for me, I don't have an issue with dairy. <laughs> like it right. doesn't cause me any problems. I was like, uh, okay. Um finished that program up. They had good workouts. Like I enjoyed their strength workouts in there. And that helped me kind of break out of the six to seven days of HIIT training. You know, it was more strength based. The cardio, there was a couple of days. It was like, we want you to do higher intensity cardio, or you could like walk for 30 minutes. So that was nice. That was a nice change from the high stress workouts all the time. <laughs> so 
started sleeping yeah. a little bit better. That improved a lot of things. Um, but it'd get confusing because I'd have you do like low macros today. And then like the weekend was like a feast day. So it was still very, it was weird mm-hmm. sometimes. It wasn't yeah. super consistent. Um, and your coach, it was kind of like the beach body coach. Like they just had done the program, had had success with it and paid a lot of money to join and do the certification. So it was like, they couldn't really answer certain questions. It's like, okay. But it got me through part of COVID. So it was helpful. <laughs> so Note that coach um, in that sense has quotation marks around it. Yes. Co- coach. Anyone <laughs> watching on clips, we're in quotations on coach. But not long after that, I was kind of just doing my own, not super tracking, but still mostly like focusing on getting protein in, had added back dairy, some things with gluten, since, you know, since then I have cut out gluten for the most part with Hashimoto's and things like that. It's helpful, but still didn't know I had that at the time. We're still just kind of chugging along, along. <laughs> and yeah, um, signed up with a nutrition coach because I kept digging into things. It's like, okay, I need to know how does this work? Because so I was doing some of my own nutrition certification and it was starting to decide I want to get more into like personal training. Like I started looking into it to learn more for myself. And then after working with a coach, I was like, Ooh, I would like to do this myself because <laughs> there's so many people in need here. And I actually enjoy this. Like, this is fun, but um, worked with a coach had great results. Like I remember just looking at the screen with big eyes, like what? So when she sent me my like first set of macros, like I knew the plan, I told her, I'm not super tracking. The last time I tracked, I was eating around whatever the ranges were, you know. And she's like, okay, we're going to reverse you. So we're going to slowly increase your calories for a time. Then we're going to hang out at maintenance for a couple of weeks. And then we're going to hop into a cut. Timing was perfect. We started reversing in like October. So I was still reversing when the holidays hit. And it was great. And like coasted maintenance. But started my cut the week of Christmas, but it was great. We started cutting at 2,300 calories. So it was <laughs> glorious. <laughs> it's like, but when she sent me that first set of macros, it was like 1950. I was like, that's a lot of calories. <laughs> I was like, that's a lot of food. But then when I started eating it, I'm like, oh, that's not as many much as it looked like. I just had that still weird perspective on what 1,300 calories a day looks like versus 1,900. Um. And it was already like filling it up with protein and veggies and things like that. Um, so that cut went really, really well. Um, I think I lost 25 pounds working with her. Um, it was great. And then kind of reversed up and I had ended my time with her. Um, couldn't resign at the time. So after that, you know, I was doing my own thing, well equipped, you know, coaching, things like that. And having a hard time losing weight the second time. I'm like, this is going really slow. Like I'm doing everything right. Quote unquote, you know, per se being consistent. That's always the first thing I check. I'm like, have I actually been consistent or am I just like, think I've been consistent. (laughs) Um, But I was just exhausted all the time. Didn't matter how much I slept 2 PM I'm crashing, you know? So in the vicious cycle of crashing, lots of caffeine, you know, like not yep. super great. Yep. Um, had a couple other things and just got some random lab work done through my OB and my nurse who is a friend of mine called me. She goes, um, your thyroid's basically not working. Did you know that? It's like, no, <laughs> did not know that. <laughs> so she's like, okay. She goes, and you had high antibodies. So sounds like possibly Hashimoto's. We're going to start you on Synthroid. That's 
the medicine basically everyone gets started on for hypothyroidism, some dose, um, you know, we're going to send you a referral over to endocrinology. It's like, cool. And thinking, all right, endocrinologist knows lots of things about hormones. That's their job. And that should mean like nutrition side of hormones and stuff too. No. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not bashing my endocrinologist. I really, really like her, but she was like, she was up front. She's like, look, I don't know the nutrition side of it. There's studies that say, yes, eliminate this, add this, da, 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 da. She's like, but there's no like hard case studies. She said, she's like, so I'm not giving you any nutrition recommendations. It's like, cool. <laughs> so, but at least you're upfront and honest, you know, she's like, you know, pick one of them, give it a try. She goes, let me know. We can always check your lab work again to make sure nothing like down regulates or whatever. So started Synthroid and it could see some of the difference. I'm like, okay, not near as tired as I was. <laughs> so, but I've since, I do most of the dairy I consume is like the low dairy side of things like yogurt and stuff like, and like a whey protein, which is still dairy based, but I like how it tastes. So I'm not taking it out of my diet. <laughs> so, <laughs> Do you primarily do like a two dairy or do you just, do you just not care? And it's whatever. It's kind of a more whatever. Cause I eat the same ones and like, I've cut it out before for long periods of time and added like one back at a time and never saw a ton of change. Like I can't okay. see a change. Like if I do like, ice, like I haven't done this in a long time, but like ice cream, pizza, like a bunch of stuff that's, but it's like, is it all the processed food or is it all the dairy that made me feel like garbage? So it's just kind of, um, and I, but I did add ask my endocrinologist. I'm like, okay, so why did this go unchecked for so long? Cause I wasn't having any of the other hypothyroid symptoms. It was just like, we were checking it for other reasons. And she's like, well, cause you're doing all the things right. Quote unquote. She's like, you're active. You're eating a really fairly good diet. <laughs> you know, she's like, you're managing your sleep trying to manage your stress she goes so it met like so it's kind of like I was sub suboptimally working optimally if that makes sense like <laughs> <laughs> it was working well but on the suboptimal level yep. so it's like just enough um it's been interesting like I still I can tell like this last time trying to do a cut I had to dip a little bit lower but it still was like I had to cut to 1500 not like 1100 to get those last few pounds off I wanted in my cut and then it's like we're gonna reverse I just have to be more mindful of my stress that's been the biggest factor for me is um and I'm not someone that normally feels stressed either I'm like oh no I'm fine like everything's burning around behind me but we're good like you're you that know. dog meme uh, the, the house on fire and everything's fine like, coffee cup well, you see them in like nursing memes all the time. It's like when the unit's on fire, but you're just drinking your coffee, doing your charting. Like that's just, I don't know if that's the nature of working in the medical field for so long. Probably. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> um, but that was something I didn't realize I was as stressed out until I went part-time as a nurse and started working construction for my dad. I was like, oh, this is what it's like to be physically tired and not mentally exhausted at all. Like, this is fantastic. <laughs> so, um, but. And that's been a big case, managing stress, getting sleep, as we tell our clients that we work with. Those yep. two things are so big in your journey, regardless what your health factors are. They're very important, but I've, you know, cut back a lot. I don't do high intense cardio. Even when I'm teaching some of those classes that are like a lot of cardio, I've kind of changed my teaching style. We do more like 
circuits where I demo the move or we're doing stations and things like that. So I'm not overtaxing myself. And because I can tell some days so I'm like, Ooh, I overdid it. Yep. <laughs> but Awesome. been interesting because I like learning how things work, but just like the fact that there's a lack of nutrition on treating certain disease processes. I'm like, really? Y'all didn't learn this? Like you specialize in a department and nutrition wasn't part of it? Nope. <laughs> so, um, so a lot of people but... still don't realize that. So for the listeners, you can do this right now. You can go to Harvard <laughs> Medical School. And you can pull up the curriculum for the upcoming year for all of their med students. There is no nutrition or there's basic nutrition, like no better than high school health class. That's yeah. the level of nutrition training the majority of the medical field has. And like most of the medical field, they know that's just a class they kind of have to pass. So unless you're really into health and nutrition, you're just kind of like getting through. I know that was my wife was like, yeah, I like barely pay attention. I pay just passed the class and I did not retain anything because it's also super yeah. boring. <laughs> like they're te- when uh, I remember when I did basic nutrition, like I had, I actually had more nutrition than most doctors of. I had nutrition one oh one that sports nutrition in college. And I remember in the basic nutrition, like they're just like random, like here, these foods contain vitamin B1 these food contain this yeah. <laughs> this person here's a random person uh this random avatar how many calories should this person eat using the formula that they have which is not what we use with clients at all because it's awful um but it was never like you're interested in something when it applies to you like you got interested in yeah. <laughs> nutrition when you were trying to lose weight i got into it when yeah. i was trying to improve my health like there you get into it and that's where you're like, oh, this is actually interesting. Then you want to learn more. Not like, okay, now I have to learn what foods contain, but I don't give a fuck about that. Well, I did when I took it. I was like, I don't care what fat soluble vitamins are. Yeah. I don't care what water soluble ones. I'm like, because like in the med- like in nursing, you're like stacked it. It's in between like your pharmacology and something else. You're like, I don't care. I'm focused on med math, not right. <laughs> what- how many grams are in a carb? I don't care at the time. You're like I'm not <laughs> going to use so, this, but I will yeah. be doing medications and you figure that yeah, out. So, but they don't keep it in there. And it's like, even a lot of your resources in the medical world aren't super great on the nutrition. It's like the handout that tells you to cut out white carbs and uh, sugar and awesome. eat 1200 calories. <laughs> so um, my wife has to do for insurance. She has to meet with a dietitian once a year. And the person they have is, the classic like yeah. food pyramid dietitian like yeah it's like, terrible you, my my husband does this literally for a living i'm just yeah. doing this for insurance and she's like the person's like trying to she's like look it's covered like i have a coach my husband does yeah. this i don't need it i'm just here for you to sign off on my insurance yeah well like so i had my nutrition certification when i was still working full time as a nurse and i was in cardiology the cardiologist I work for, he's like, can you just go counsel them in nutrition and I don't have to give them this crappy handout? I'm like, yes. <laughs> so, which was nice. I'm like, okay, don't do these things. Like start here. Cause you get people, it's kind of the same. Like you can log on to my fitness pal and say, 
I weigh, you know, two, say it's, I weigh 200 pounds, I'm 5'11", and I want to lose two pounds a week as soon as possible. It's going to tell you to eat like 1350 on your calories or something like stupid. But that's what everyone does. It doesn't say, hey, track your food for a week, like everything you eat for seven full days and see where your calories come out. Because like, even on the BMR calculator, it may say I need, you know, 2,500 calories to maintain where I'm at. But if I'm eating 1,500, that information's not super helpful. If I'm eating 3,500, it's like, okay, I don't still don't need to drop it to like 2,000 even. It's like, let's just like <laughs> get it. So increments and building blocks. But it's just, there's so much information out there that that was another reason I was like, I want to do nutrition coaching because tired of all the crappy information and, you know, well, what the more you money you can save someone. <laughs> is what I've. I'm like thinking of the listener right now. I'm like you driving in the car and you just blurt out a whole bunch of numbers and they're like, I don't want to fucking do that. It's like, no, well, that, yeah. and that's how you get like when you and I coach clients, it's very data driven. Like here's yeah. how many calories you ate. Here's what you did. Or here's the number of portions you ate. We're not seeing results. So here's the adjustment. Like, it's not like, yeah. oh, you feel like things should be going faster Then I feel like we should cut your carbs. Like, no, like you haven't been fucking consistent for a week. Right. Like, why would we do that? Like, we should see consistency for three weeks before we cut anything. It's yeah. very data driven rather than emotional, like emotional, like right. you said, yeah. plug numbers in and you're like, oh my God, 1900. Or like your coach, 1900 calories. That seems like so much. Then you go and actually eat 1900 calories. Like, yeah, it's actually not that much. Yeah. But it was one of those, it was so shocking. I'm like, you know what? I've invested in coaching. I I like this person. I trust what they're saying. They're a non-biased. They're not like, oh, I'm not going to, I'm going to hurt Lauren's feelings if I tell her to eat 1900 calories. It's like, no, I don't, I don't care. Like, here's what I want you to do. And then we'll talk about it when I do my check-in, you know, like it was yeah. one of those things. Um, uh, it's just so hard and I've almost lost my train of thought sorry <laughs> um but it's also then the other side of it is most people what's the first thing you want to do when you want to lose weight what do I cut out yep like we want to cut food and add a workout but it's like mm, leave your workouts alone if you're already like resistance training and you have a good flow and you're being consistent leave them alone you know for right now what do you add to your diet? That was the thing. Like I had to add things to my diet to get the results I wanted. Like I needed to add some more veggies here and there or like add fruit back to my diet. That was great. Cause you know, it's not the enemy. Like they tell you it is. So oh my God, it's so, <laughs> I, can't I still can never thing. get over the fact that um, I was at a gym, like overhearing a conversation. Like sometimes you want to go in with your oh blinders on and like, la, 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 la. This is yep. my problem. Um, and I heard a trainer, like a woman asked, and she was like, I come to the 515 class and I have a hard time. Like my energy drops before class is over. Like her sugar was dropping. Like yeah. I was like, oh, my nurse ears was like, mm, you're going hypoglycemic, but I'm going to keep yeah. walking. You didn't ask me, you know, like that's, he, and she's like, you think I could eat a banana? Do you think that would work? Cause I don't, it's not too heavy. And he's like, no, bananas are bad for you. Like, what? What? Like, no, actually a banana would be a decent option to eat. While you're driving your 30 plus minutes to the gym. That was okay. my post, like, my pre and post workout meal in college. Yeah. I'm like, and if it's too heavy, eat half before and half after. Like there's ways to yeah. work around that, you know, but he just sat there and told this woman that I'm like, like why? 
why? Um, but you know, and for listeners, so there's a there's a difference between like general. So everyone's like, if you're in that mindset of like fruits bad, it's like the sugar in fruits bad is what you're thinking, but it's not for one because there's fiber, there's vitamins, there's minerals, there's lots of things. Fruits yeah. not bad for you, but there's also a difference between like general nutrition and sports nutrition, right? And people don't differentiate as like, okay, like when we're talking sports nutrition, like you're struggling with your workout, that's when sugars are actually good. And especially like if it's right before your workout, you're going to have banana dates. Uh, I used to use grape juice sometimes, or even intro workout, like a lot of different fruit products or even Gatorade. Those things get burned up right away to fuel your workout because it's like in the bloodstream and utilized right away. And that's yeah. going to fuel your workouts to be better workouts. If you have better workouts, you get better results. Yeah. Well, that's why anyone listening, if you follow fitness people, you'll see them sharing their Rice Krispie treat as their pre-workout meal. They're doing it because it's high sugar and it's quick digestible. And that's yep. the difference. But some people are very all or nothing and like, oh, it has sugar. I must cut it out. I'm like, I guarantee you the handful of grapes is going to be more beneficial to you than the whole pack of Skittles that you are going to pick up instead. Like yeah. <laughs> that's not, um, but as you learn those things and it's mainly just breaking that um, stereotype that everything with sugar is bad for you. Oh, it's like, God. no, actually, you know, like you need carbs to function. Some people may need less carbs than others, you know, but if you start filling your foods with like fiber and protein and things like that, it actually helps your blood sugar regulation versus cutting it all out completely that just doesn't help it but that's you know people don't realize so your body has this process called gluconeogenesis so even if you cut out all the sugar and all the carbs your body if you give it enough protein will create up to 200 grams of glucose sugar per day by breaking down protein that's why keto needs to be like a low protein no carb, very high fat, because your body will literally take protein if it gets too high and convert it into sugar. Your body wants to use sugar to fuel the brain and and fuel your workouts and everything else. Yes. You can't I remember um, years and years ago um, trying, I think it was Atkins at the time, was the trendy okay, low carb yeah. diet. Okay. Our South Beach, one of those, it was like, 2008 2009 is a long time ago um so um trying it and like telling someone i just feel like crap like i have a headache like i don't feel well and like oh it's just your body getting used to no sugar because my body was like give me some carbs you idiot like like you feel brain fog because you don't have any fuel um, but you know, I'm sure anyone listening, you can look back on things you've tried in the past. I was like, Oh, that, that was, was dumb. <laughs> that was back in the day where CrossFit but, was just coming to be and paleo was big. And it was like, yes, people were trying to do CrossFit on no carb. And it's like the CrossFit athletes doing well, where you weren't doing paleo, but for some reason that cult is like the cult of CrossFit and the cult of paleo. Yeah. It's like, Oh, that doesn't, that doesn't work. Like I kind of went paleo, but I still included like potatoes and sweet potatoes. I never cut those out, but yeah, they're trying to like almost keto paleo and CrossFit. Like that'll ruin your body. (laughs) 
<laughs> really quickly. Um, but yes, in my journey, I finally learned quit doing the same shit that wasn't working and do something else was the moral of that story. Like quit jumping on the same basic plan. Like those same trendy diets have the same general plan. Yes. We put you in like starve you, cut out carbs. So you see quick results on the scale. We don't care about how you're sleeping, how you're managing your stress, if you're getting sick, all this stuff. Like, we don't care from the MLM side of it. We just want your money. And so then if you get off of it, oh, I got to get back on the products. It's not working anymore. Like, no, they just sold you crap and just want your money. They don't care how you feel. (laughs) Like, they want you to keep paying that monthly, whatever it is. It's Um, the same plan. And the funny thing is, they're all the same. Like I can tell like someone comes plan. to me yeah. and it's like, I know exactly what you're going to say when you're telling me an MLM plan. Guess what yeah. you had in the morning? You had some sort of shake. Then you had, oh, yeah. you had to snack at mid morning. Yep. And then what was lunch? Another shake. Okay. Yeah. And what was, and it was a package snack? bar for snack. Yep. Yeah. And then you um, had a lean and green dinner. Oh yeah. I haven't heard that 37 times. And if it's not shakes, it's some sort of crappy meal thing, but then you you're on your own for like dinner and it's the lean and green, like it's the same fucking thing. over. And they tell you like your first three days expect to feel like garbage. Basically, you know, they word it much better. And it's like, that's not a good sign to start that diet. (laughs) I can tell you how I didn't feel when I started actually eating protein and vegetables. I didn't feel like garbage. I actually was like, Oh, I feel quite a bit better. This is nice. I've got fuel to lift heavier and do some things. And I didn't feel bad, like, because of what I was not eating. I didn't feel bad. Yeah. You know, like, I might have felt bad because I went a little too hard in the gym, but <laughs> it was not. That was uh, when I started my cut in January. It was like, oh, I actually was focusing on my nutrition. Like, I always eat well, but eat. And yeah. I had someone comment this, like, eating well doesn't mean shit. Like as a coach, like if you say I eat healthy, that means literally nothing to me because I've seen people say that and it's true. And seeing people say that, I'm like, that is the furthest thing from health I've ever seen. So I was eating pretty good, but I actually felt a lot better when I started focusing again on my nutrition. Right. When I cut my calories, like, oh, I have more energy because I have less crap in my diet. I have less alcohol. I'm sleeping more. I'm doing all these things. I'm more focused on the gym. Oh, I feel better, not shitty like a lot of these programs make you feel. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of like, you know, you we see it all the time. You talk to clients, you talk to people, even when you were in person in the gym. It's like, yeah, I'm on this diet. I can't have watermelon on Memorial Day, but I can have this pre-packaged, highly processed bar that tastes like shit. Yeah. And so just buying like a decent quality protein bar or making your own that, yeah, it's a protein bar, it's packaged, whatever, but like they're not all created equal. But the ones from certain companies, we know they're garbage and are going to make you just basically have the runs because all the sugar alcohols in there. Oh. But that's, you know, instead of eating some watermelon and go with your, about your day. <laughs> that's, um, they're all, it's all the same. It's just the same. It's been the same thing for, I don't know how long, at least 20 years, if not 30 years. Yeah. It's the same program, just. Yeah, the Isogenics and Herbalife and Octavia. And it's just like a repeat cycle. The same fucking program. And people just jump on like, oh, it's new. This is the magic. No, no, it's the same thing. It won't work this time either. You'll lose weight and then it'll come back on when you get off the program and then you'll get frustrated. And then you'll yeah, come to like- us and be like, coaching doesn't work. I've had a 
quote unquote coach. No, he didn't. You had a salesperson. Yeah. You, right. There's a, you know, yeah. Like there's sales in our business. That's the only way to find clients is some yeah. form of sales, but it's different. Like, like I'm trying to sell to get my name out there because I want to help people and actually yeah. give you the tools. Like our goals as coaches is to not keep our clients forever. Right. You know, like we've graduated some really cool clients in the last few little bit. And like, it's sad to see them go because they're fun to work with. You've been a part of their journey. And like some of yours, you know, you've known in person, but I've not known any of them in person, but it's nice. You like, you're just, it's like, oh, we've made this nice friendship. Like you're cheering them on, teaching them a lot of stuff. You've seen them go from, I'm starving myself. I'm scared of the scale. I'm scared to go to the gym. Like whatever the problem was that brought them to us to like, they've hit their goal, they're coasting, they're living their life, you know, they're playing with their kids, their nieces, nephews, and like they're thriving. It's so sad to see them go, but like, it's time. It's time for you to spread your wings and fly, you know, like. (laughs) Bye, little birdie. And it it is, you know, yeah. Oh, I don't get to check in with you anymore. Yeah, it's like, I don't get to talk to you. Like, I don't talk to you on a regular basis as much, you know, like it's different, but that's our job as coaches is to equip clients with the tools to not need us. It's the same with raising your kid. Like your goal as a parent is to teach your kid how to not need you. Yep. You know, like we've had this discussion the other day. It's like, yeah, it's like there's certain things my five-year-old can do by himself. Now, some days he's like, I need help. I'm like, do you? (laughs) Yes. I'm like, okay, whatever. It's fine. (laughs) But like he can do it. So. Yeah. So obviously you have hypothyroidism and this is, I, so this is a weird thing that, well, we have research to say hypothyroidism in women is climbing at a absolutely scary rate. Like it's ridiculous yes. how fast it's going up um, year after year. So I remember when I was working in a gym in South Carolina, like there's like two people who had like hypothyroidism. When I moved here to Kent or well, I guess I moved up to Westchester, Pennsylvania. So just outside the Philadelphia area. All of a sudden I'm like, I've met, I met all these people with hypothyroidism. I thought this was just like this yeah. thing, like maybe like 1% of the population have it. And I'm like, no, we have a ton of clients with it. I, for a long time, I felt like it was a older individual issue. Cause you know, as you age, unfortunately, certain things just don't work as well. You know, I remember when I worked in a skilled nursing facility, I think everyone got a 5 a.m. Synthroid. Like when I was doing that med pass to finish my shift, it was like, oh, it's like Oprah, Synthroid for you, 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 and you, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> that's, I didn't realize until I started talking to more people my own age and like working with nutrition, how many people have it. Um, and I can get on a long soapbox as to why so many women struggle with certain hormonal issues that we might should say off of today, but <laughs> we'll see how much time's left, um, but we'll, we'll, obviously this is something you struggle with. My wife struggles with it. Um, we just brought on another client last week who she's onboarding yeah. tomorrow when this is being recorded, not when this is being released, um, who has it. So what are some strategies you can tell the listener who maybe has it or knows someone who has hypothyroidism that uh, they can start implementing right away to help the weight loss process? Or maybe it's a mindset change of like, hey, you have this. Right. Let's change your mindset around the weight loss process. Yeah, because a lot of people do feel like that's a death sentence to their weight loss right. goals is telling they have hypothyroidism. Um 
biggest things is kind of look at what your routine is like and think about how stressed up am I like you wearing a lot most women as men do so you wear a lot of hats like you have a career of some kind most of the time and if you don't you're home raising kiddos so that's also stressful and someone that thinks otherwise should go stay home with the kids for a day and send the spouse that is home with them out <laughs> so but it's stressful even at work you wear a lot of hats yeah. um then you've got family if you you know if you're hitting like 30s 40s your parents are getting older so sometimes they start requiring more help from you if you're close enough like things are going on you're you're getting pulled in multiple directions so check your stress like do I do anything that helps me just like deep exhale at the end of the day if it's been a bad day like what do I do for that do I do anything for that we talked about this in our um, Facebook group yesterday it's like how are you helping with your stress that's a big factor because that also helps your cravings it helps how you sleep it helps how you view life in general <laughs> like we really break it down if you are stressed to the max everything sucks you're in a negative mood the next time anything happens you're like you know it's almost like you're about to combust like was it inside out with a little angry character he's like ah all the time like that's <laughs> what i think of for that person that's <laughs> majorly stressed out yeah um, that's the first one and that's when things start feeling off for me i have to like reflect like ooh, have I been taking care of me at all like my stress or anything or in that moment where I'm like oh I'm about to explode why <laughs> what is going on um which is a big one for me I, I bought all lots of things but <laughs> so you kind of gotta look at yourself hard and be like ooh, I should deal with that emotion and not bury it down deep so <laughs> stress for sure <laughs> and then your sleep is the other one um, cause also, as we've talked about before in here, but anyone listening to this is, is unaware when you sleep like garbage, it affects the whole rest of your day, you know, cause you get up in the morning, you know, any of us that are parents who's had a kid decide they want to wake up at 3am or something, we're not in a great mood when we get up to start our day for work because <laughs> we're not, we're tired, Right. but you know, you're already on edge a little bit. If you've not slept well, you're going to be hungrier because your body's wanting fuel to give you energy. You're not always going to make the best decisions. You're going to be very impulsive or irritated really easy, which is not great for your spouse, your friends, your coworkers, kids, if you have them. Those are the two biggest things I would recommend is check your stress, check your sleep, then look at your diet. You know, can I add anything to it? I'd highly recommend adding stuff to your diet. Don't take anything away just yet. Like add to it. Are you getting protein at every meal? Yes, no, maybe what is protein, you know, like everyone falls in that gap gambit of somewhere. Um, and then it's like, am I drinking water at all? Like, when's the last time you've had a glass of water? That's a, like, you would think that's common knowledge, but there's a lot of people running around that the water they drink is in their coffee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's my grandma. You know, like, <laughs> you know, um, if you're not drinking any water, add a couple glasses of water. Like that's my challenge. You add a couple glasses of water, you'll start feeling better because your body utilizes water for its daily processes yeah. and, and things like that. Those are my biggest tips. And then add some green veggies to your plate. There's no pro like unless you have other medical issues where you got to be careful in certain leafy greens, you're not going to hurt yourself by adding some broccoli, some lettuce, or you know. Make a nice colorful plate with some peppers on it, some, something. Get creative with it, add some fruit, and just kind of see, and you should start feeling better. Then you can start digging and, like, dialing things in more effectively. Yep. But. So many, uh, I've, I don't know how many nutrition consults I've done like this, but so many women 
will struggle with cravings because they're trying to eat that like 1200 calorie diet. And instead of like eating bigger meals, they binge on the cheese and crackers when they get home or they, the ice cream or the chips after dinner or chocolate or something like that. Like if you just ate bigger meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner were actual meals, not toddler size meals that fueled your body, you would be in such a better place and eat less by eating more at meals and this, right, you're eating eat more, less. you're actually yes. eating less calories because <laughs> you're eating uh, nutrient dense foods. So uh, low cal- lower calorie foods, you're doing eating more of those rather than things like cheese, which we all overeat. That's just what you do yeah. with cheese. It's one serving is sad. It's it really, it really is sad. <laughs> like, wait, but also that's with 120 that, like, calories? Yeah, like, and that's the funny thing we talked about at the start of this is the difference between guys' nutritional choices and women's. Like, most guys, it's like, okay, you actually do need to eat less. Like, very rarely have you, um, I don't know, you might have talked to a few men that like, okay, we got to increase your calories. You're not eating Couple. enough. That's our that it happens, but it's a very rare conversation it's on the men's rare. side of things. It's generally like, okay, let's r- not eat fast food for lunch every day. Like, can you, in theory, actually bring something for lunch to cut out some calories or like cut down on your Cokes? And that's yep. why men start dropping weight and their spouse gets mad because they're on the same diet, quote unquote, but he's losing, you know, three pounds a week and she's gaining because she's stressed out over here drinking coffee for breakfast, not eating lunch at all. And then then she eats the pantry while she's cooking dinner, but she's eating 1200 calories a day, quote unquote. Actually, she's probably eating quite a bit. You know, if you blacked out and ate the whole bag of chips while you're cooking dinner, because you've not eaten all day. (laughs) That was 150 calories. That was 600. But that's what gets people is like, we try to starve ourselves all day or get by with just like, coffee for breakfast and coffee does not count as breakfast anyone listening to this if there's nothing else in your coffee it does not count as breakfast you can make a protein coffee That's still breakfast. not super ideal but it's helpful like if you're on in a hurry drink it it's protein it gets some stuff in your system but straight coffee with a splash of creamer is not breakfast no. <laughs> like, so you need something to go with that just for sure spiking stress hormone doing that yes Another reason men lose weight fast, one, outside of more muscle mass and body size. Another reason, like you said, most men are overeating, but they've overate most of their lives until they decide it's time to die versus women are yo-yo dieting throughout the year of, I need to eat better. I need to watch my figure. This is sucks. I don't care anymore. I'm just going to get fat. And then it's like, no, I feel uncomfortable. So then you jump back on the cycle and like, it's all of this within like six months versus a guy might go like a decade eating 35 to 4,000 calories. And like, oh, I'm just going to eat 2000 calories a day. And we'll be like, oh my God, it must be nice. Like, no, it's, he literally basically was on maintenance or above maintenance and his metabolism is at 2,800 calories. And he yeah. was eating 4,000. Now he just cut to 2,000. Yeah, he now has an 800 calorie deficit. And, and he started working yeah. out. So he's, yeah, yeah, easy. Or like, it's like, oh, my husband just cut out Cokes and he lost weight. I'm like, yeah, but if he drinks like six Cokes a day, yeah. he just cut a lot of calories out of his diet. You know, <laughs> like that's the difference as you're talking about. And, but that also leads into why 
so many women have so many hormonal issues and they go unchecked a lot of times because we brush it off like, oh, I'm tired because the kids kept me up. I'm tired because A, B, C, D, not like I'm tired because I didn't eat enough food for the last decade. I've been eating what my toddler eats and I go to six, five to six days a week of hit classes. I've never picked a dumbbell up in my life but I'll carry all my groceries in in one trip, but I can't lift heavier than five pounds. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, if you can carry all your groceries in in one trip, you can lift heavier weights. <laughs> like if you that. can hold your toddler, you can lift heavier weights. Oh my weights. gosh. I'm like, yes, you're holding your toddler and cooking dinner. I'm pretty sure you can squat a decent amount of dumbbells. Like, I'm pretty sure you could do okay. And That, that was, use that a couple times, like. I remember in-person training, like you'd see, like see the mom and playing around with kids and doing things. And then they'd be yeah. like, no, I can't squat more than 15 pounds. It's like, like yes, I literally saw you just squat your 45 pound toddler. Here's a 30. Wait, what? How much does your toddler weigh? 45 pounds. Yeah. Here's a 30. Yeah. And you just see like all of a sudden it's like the gears just like stop in their brain. Like, wait, what? I, uh, uh. It makes oh, them combust and, then and it's the like, wait, what moment? Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. But most women, once they start finding out it's okay to lift heavy quote unquote weights or heavier weights, they're not going to get bulky. You're not going to look like these bigger competitors you see on social media by going from two pound weights to tens, fifteens, twenties, et cetera. But you're going to feel better because you're going to build muscle and actually like, Oh, I want to look athletic, but if I don't lift weights, I won't look athletic. That is a hard mindset for people to shift out of. Um, a lady at the gym I work at, she comes to me and she was like, look, and she was flexing. She goes, I noticed it when I was drying my hair this morning. <laughs> I was like, good. She's yeah. like, I have muscles here. I'm like, good. But she, she never lifted weights till six months ago, yep. you know, and she's picking up heavier weights and she's like, this is awesome. <laughs> so, but well, yeah. You can't, so especially men and women, you're not yeah. going to turn into like a bodybuilder unless you purposely want to get that physique. It doesn't happen by accident unless you're the genetic elite 0.1%. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're not because you have no issue with building muscle <laughs> or losing body fat. So you're right, not listening. Yeah. So if you're listening, it's not you. Sorry. It's not me either. And it's not Lauren. It's not me. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I would be, yeah. Uh, I would be much bigger. Um, yeah. I'm so like, it, you would know my name all over Instagram. Right. If it was, Cause I'd be competing. So, so. Not, not us. We are not the genetic yeah. 0.1%. So it doesn't happen by accident. It happens with purposely chasing high, a uh, high amount of food, like not 2000 calories, not 2,500 even for women. We're talking like for women, like three to 3,500 calories. Like when I go into my bulk after this phase, I will be starting, like I'm going to reverse up to 3,500 calories. And that's where like it really starts. I might need to push up to 4,000 to 4,500. Like that's a absolute insane shit ton of food. And usually what stops me from going any higher is my GI system starts to get angry. Same thing yeah. for women. It's Sometimes you need to push like 3,000, 3,500. It doesn't happen on accident day in and day out. Like you have a reduced appetite. You don't want to eat and you're training really fucking hard in a way that's purposely to build muscle. 
not athletic, athletic performance. So if you're like worried, like, oh, heavier weights, I'm going to get bulky. No, not unless yeah. you like check off all the boxes and you do that for months on end. Like even that though, if most women who want the toned look that they always talk about, they want, if you would train like a bodybuilder and lift heavy with that intensity, you would get there. You still would get bulky yeah. because most women, you're not going to convince to eat that much food to get there. <laughs> so. Well, so here's the other thing, like the tone look is building muscle. Like if you want to look toned, yeah. you have to build muscle. So you could just stop going as hard. Once you got right. there, it's not like you're going to magically wake up and like, oh my God, I passed my goal by 15 pounds of muscle one yeah, day. No. It doesn't happen. Yeah, it's no, like- it takes, uh, it takes a lot of time. Yeah. Like you go into a muscle building phase and that's one thing, like I didn't realize it was a thing. It made sense once it came to mind, like, okay, sports have a season, you know, you got a preseason, yep. during season, off season, your dieting has seasons. Like there's a time to cut. Then you generally either you reverse up your calories to a maintenance and just hang out there if that's your goal and you either shift to still lifting heavy or you as you're talking about go into more calories to put on more muscle hopefully but you know you've been doing it a long time so you have to really work extra to gain yes. like a couple pounds of muscle just a few pounds right and then at some point you have to go into a cut again cuz with extra calories a surplus like a bulk you're going to gain some fat with it but you know that going into it but you have to put the time in to build the muscle. You cannot turn fat into muscle. You know, you can, a cut is the goal is to get rid of fat, to show off whatever muscle you have. If you've not put the time to build it, you're still not going to like the result that you get at the end. Right. That's what a lot of people don't understand. Um, Another thing that, you know, it took me a long time to learn as a mom, after having a kid, your core is destroyed. Like it's mm. not there. It's non-existent. I was not prepared for that. The first time I was sitting the floor with like my two week old and tried to get up, I was like, oh no, <laughs> like it's not there, <laughs> you know? Um, but we complain about having like a mom pooch. Well, okay. That's a normal thing because you grew a human, yeah. <laughs> you know, like not like overnight, like it took months for to grow them. Then you had to get them out of your body in some form or fashion. There's going to be extra skin there. Your organs are going to protrude just a little bit more than what they did when you were 20. Um, but it's hard. And that's the thing, like my OB never told me how to build my core back. No. Not at all. Um, and our pelvic floor therapy wasn't as prominent of a thing as it is now when I had my kiddo. So I wish I could have went to one after that. That'd have been super helpful. (laughs) So not to say that it's too late, but I put the time and the work in and worked with a trainer who helped me build mine back. Um, So if anyone who's struggling with that, you know, check out pelvic floor therapy. I know Jess has seen one in like life changing. (laughs) Like when you're having issues, you're like, this is amazing. (laughs) So Yeah. My wife went and um, like, while pregnant, she's like, this is night or day. Like I yeah. no longer like, like when I sneeze with seasonal allergies, I don't pee myself anymore. Like, oh, while yes. pregnant. And that's the thing that gets me. It's like in the mom culture, it's like we are not all Billy Madison. It's not cool if you pee your pants. Like you don't have no, to be subjected not. to pee in your pants because you've had a kid. Like yeah. unless you have other issues, you know, there are some urinary issues where that is gonna happen, but most average person 
you don't have to pee your pants. You don't have to wear a pad all the time or be scared of jumping on a trampoline. Like, figure it out what your issues are. And, you know, those influencer ab workouts are not going to get rid of your mom pooch and, and fix your pelvic floor. It's the boring core work that actually fixes your pelvic floor oh. and tightens your core up and engages that deep core muscle, as you know we've talked about before. But um, and like now, more people are talking about it, so you probably can do some Google searching and find it. But it's the boring stuff like dead bugs and bird dogs, and <laughs> you know, like learning how to breathe correctly. And I know you've experienced this working in the gym. Everyone's like, "We need more core work. We need more core work." I'm like. I've said it so many times, like when you learn how to breathe correctly, everything's a core exercise, (laughs) you know, and, but one, but it's hard to teach it unless you're physically with a person and you can like, okay, guide them through it and do it, um, all these things. But once you learn how to breathe correctly, doing deadlifts or squats or whatever it is, you're like, oh, (laughs) okay. What changed it for me was, um, there's a trainer that's been around my area for years. She teaches Pilates and everything. And she was like, cause I had ran into her and I was asking her about it. I'm like, I don't feel like I have a core anymore. She's like, well, you're standing up. You have one. It just doesn't work like you want it to. I'm like fair description. Fair. <laughs> okay. So like we worked through on stuff and I was like standing at the kitchen, washing dishes and fixed my posture. And I was like, Oh, now my back doesn't hurt after I do this. Like, you know, and I had some hip issues after having Cooper from like, you know, you have a newborn, there's a lot of setting. There's a lot of like yep. setting, wishing you were asleep. <laughs> there's a lot of just weird like, positions and yes, yeah, a lot of weird positions. Like I just had a lot of trouble with it. That helped fix a lot of it afterwards and getting up, moving, walking, doing correct, appropriate core work, not like super fast bicycle crunches, mountain climbers, like high knees. None of, don't do that. If you have recently had a kid, <laughs> like, it don't just makes do it that, worse. Period. <laughs> no, but like, <laughs> it just makes it worse. Like there's nothing more frustrating, you know, than doing a heavy quote unquote, hardcore core work. And you still don't feel any changes. You don't yeah. feel any different. Like, you know, uh, <laughs> you can go into the whole list of issues that women can have as far as like your abs separate when you have a kid and different things, all that's normal, but the levels of how bad it is varies, Yep. but you can improve it. Like there are some cases women do have to have surgery to fix it, but just depends on how bad it is and things. But even any guys listening, like you have a pelvis also. And so if you're having a lot of back pain, sometimes it's your pelvic floor is not functioning appropriately. Um, Yep. I remember having this discussion in the office with a male patient. He was just talking about physical therapy, wanted to go see some pelvic floor therapist. And he wasn't a girl. He didn't understand why. I said, sir, you also have a pelvis. And he was like, what? (laughs) You know, he was just old, old guy, country dude, precious little patient. But he was like, what? (laughs) I was like, you know, I just explained like, it's your hips. It's all that. I said, so go see them. He's like, oh, why am I go check that out? (laughs) Like, please do. (laughs) But you don't know until you ask, like some of those things. Um, I mean, I do like, obviously not women really, but I've had numerous back injuries. The only core work I really do anymore is fucking dead bugs and bird dogs. Like I'll do a little bit of other stuff. I'll do some planks and other other very side planks and harder variations of those, but that's it. Yeah. 
one, two exercises every time I train, which is like three to four days a week, yeah. I do one to two ab exercises. That's all yeah. you need. And if you do it really intensely, like if you just go in and you're going to do dead bugs, like you do your shitty bicycle crunches, which we've all seen it. Well, it's fucking yes. awful. If you would just <laughs> slow the fuck down, do actually challenge. Like if you like doing bicycle crunches, slow down and do it three seconds up, three seconds down, like kick your leg out three seconds, pull it in yeah. three seconds and have that other leg not move. Like that's actual core training, not this like super fast shitty thing people do. Yeah. But same thing with dead bugs and bird dogs, like go slow, actually yeah. Controlled. Back, <laughs> breathe through it. Like when yeah. you do all those things, it gets really hard. And then guess what? You can make the exercises harder, but you have to master the basics. So like I'll do dead bugs where I'm like pressing a band up or I'll do yeah. like bird dog rows where now it's like you're doing a single arm dumbbell row, but you're on a bench yeah. in a bird dog position. Like it's way more challenging, but you can't do that until you master the, the basic one. Right. <laughs> and that comes into where you're breathing correctly and you're moving slowly. You also, you know, you have to push your low back into the floor if you're doing a dead bug yep. to actually engage the proper muscles. And also a lot of women, you do stuff and it flares your ribs out further. If you've had a kid, you already have some rib flare at the bottom. You know, you got to like, you tuck your pelvis. We're not doing Instagram butt selfies. So you tuck your pelvis under you. <laughs> Pull your ribs down and you're like oh i feel it oh <laughs> like my core is actually working like it's supposed to all of a sudden it starts um, shaking and you're like yeah you haven't even done a rep yet no um i had this brief conversation yesterday morning in the core section of our strength workout she's like i am shaking all over i was like well your form looks right i'm assuming if you're breathing correctly this is why you're shaking yeah. <laughs> like, you know. um, it's like i got everything like, locked down yeah, but a lot of people think core needs to be a cardio-based style. How how many of these can I do and say the time interval for it? And it's like, nope, slow, slow it down, control the movement, and you're going to feel it way more. You don't need eight core exercises. You don't need a core day. You only need like two or three core moves at the end of your workout. You don't really want to do them at the beginning because then your core shot to brace yourself for I don't know if you've ever messed up and done that. I've done too much. Time. I still, so uh. I use core as part of my warm up, So I never fully fatigue, but also yeah. just with, so I like to specifically for my lower body, I like to do it because it kind of like gets my posture in the right position just because yeah. of my back injuries, like go and do bird dogs and dead bugs and kind of like, Oh, that's the proper position from like sitting all day. Yeah. To, okay. But yes, I've also done the other thing like, okay, we're going to do barbell front squats and your core's fried and you're like, I'm going to die. And your legs get yeah. no workout. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It, they do work good in your warm up if you've got them in there in the right way. It's in a the nice right like, way. Yeah. Kind of get everything woken up, aligned correctly and in the right mindset for what you're going to do. But. Yeah. So I use that more as like injury prevention rather than like, yeah, I want a six, six pack. I really want to hammer my core. Like, no, save that for, like you said, the end. Yeah. Can, I'm also not going to do it if I put it at the end. So there's also that factor of unlike many of you who might be listening, I fucking hate core work. I despise it. So I, I put it in the beginning. Otherwise I won't do it. I'll just be like, eh, so, no, I'm out. Yeah. I used to hate it when I was doing it incorrectly, but, and I don't like super love it now, but I see the value in it because I've yeah. seen the changes and stuff. So I'm like, okay, it's fine. But it's, 
as long as there's not like a bazillion moves at the end i'm like there's like two or three yeah i can do that okay <laughs> like we're good yeah so, i, I uh, just if i had if i had my own coach writing my program right now i would do it but right now it's just me so i'm like put it in the beginning i will actually do it rather than like yeah. at the end i'm like what time is it eh, i'll just call it here that is an easy one to cut off when you're short on yeah. time <laughs> no i need to do this um Okay, so we are at an hour. So we covered quite a few topics. I feel like we just got started into things. Uh, anything else you want to bring up? I don't think so. Um, you know, I'm on Instagram and Facebook uh, and TikTok. I forget about TikTok. I do put TikToks out there. <laughs> just um, we have a free Facebook group. It's Peak Weight Loss Secrets. You know. Hop in that group, start asking us questions. Um, yes, please let us debunk any of the stupid nutrition hacks you see out there. <laughs> so yes, we I will say if it looks stuff. like, oh, that's too good to be true, you are correct. <laughs> like, it so. generally is. Ge <laughs> yeah. Right now, I'm watching a lot of YouTube videos, and the uh, V Shred guy is on there. I'm like, oh my god, I can't he stand was all that over guy. TikTok, and I'm like, go away. Please go away. I hate your stuff. Yeah. He's such a scammy um, person. Yeah. Like it's just like a big, like full body cringe when you see his face pop up. You're, You're like, like uh, go away. yeah. <laughs> don't do cardio. Or I'm going to jump in this pool. I'm like this one again. Yeah. This commercial. Oh, or it's like, if you're this body type. Oh, like, the body okay. type thing. That's still a thing yeah. that's around. Like, oh, well that, and, yeah, it's just, I don't get it, but Okay. <laughs> Like that, you, that was like 2005. You're still like looking at the endo, ecto, and mesomorph thing. Yeah. I'm like, no, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> so, not, it's not really a thing. Um, it's kind of like the blood type diet book that was out oh, several God. years ago. Did you ever come across that one? My parents got really into that one. And my mom felt better with it. But then it's like the, it was more just like, my mom has a ton of health issues and just happened to align with yeah, like kind of sensitive to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like once you kind of like look at other research, you're like, this doesn't actually make any sense. Like this doesn't yeah. align with anything. I remember a friend of mine got it and was reading it and she was like, asked me mine and it was like, I should go like vegan and not knocking anyone that doesn't eat meat. I'm like, <laughs> hard pass. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> That is not the correct diet for me. I'm not even going to try it. Not <laughs> so, even. I um, mean, I I went so. The, for listeners, I got a, some genetic testing done, and yeah, veganism is not going to work for me. My brother tried. He went. Yeah. Veg, he went vegan for like a year, and just like his health just crumbled in a year. Yeah. So I know, like for me, um, I need double the choline of the average person. So that's best found in meat. I need yep. <laughs> um, my ability to convert beta carotene, plant vitamin A to retinol, actual vitamin A our bodies use. That process is downregulated by like 75% of me. So I'm like, I just do better having foods rich in vitamin A. And what's foods like I generally gravitate, if I'm not watching my diet, what are foods that I generally gravitate towards? A yeah. whole eggs, full fat dairy products, especially like whole milk, Greek yogurt, um, dark. I've always liked dark meat of chicken, 
red meat, all those foods happen to be high in choline and retinol. It's like, oh, yeah. my body just likes those. And when I've tried to like cut those out, generally I get more injuries yeah. in the gym and things. So yeah. yeah, some before you go on some blood type diet, the best thing would be actually like do a genetic assessment, which I do offer the same one I used. Uh, I do a free assessment in our Facebook group that Lauren just mentioned. I do that with people yep. and actually figure out like, Hey, you actually need these foods to, for promoting your optimal health. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my whole family, except me when like vegan vegetarian, my mom does well with it. My dad did not stick with it. My brother stuck with it. And then yeah, he didn't yeah. his first. So my brother hates liver still to this day, but his first day back to eating meat, he ate liver. He ate an entire pound oh. of liver. Oh gosh. <laughs> he said it was the best. He couldn't stop himself. Like he only cooked up a little bit yes. and went back, cooked up the rest. He was like, it was so delicious. I couldn't help myself. And then yes. he, he's like, it looked, my pee was just like when you like, um, take too many B vitamins. It was like that neon yellow. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> like, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like your body right. was so deficient. And then like, yeah, it's like his body's week, like, yes. <laughs> he went to do it again, like a week later. Cause he's like, I wait too much. Can't do it again for another week. Next week he's like cooked it up. He's like, this is foul. Like his body, like recouped oh, so yeah. many of those nutrients. He's like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. that's. <laughs> but it's just funny. Like your body is really smart. So it'll try yeah. and find those, those things, but there's so many shitty fatty diets out there that are like oh yeah there's yeah. there's no actual scientific basis behind it yeah like the well and that's the thing like our bodies kind of know what we need and kind of steer us towards those things it's like when our emotions get in the way or like our mindset gets in the way on certain things kind of like some cravings are because we're overstressed overtired or have deprived ourselves of it from so long we're like we have to have it and some cravings are your body's like, no, I'm kind of low in this nutrient, but I know this has it. <laughs> so yeah. like, I'm sending you that signal to go eat it. Yeah. There, um, there are certain cravings but... like, Ooh, I could really go for like, um, after a really hot day, I could really go for like a margarita, like cool, yeah. refreshing, salty. Yeah. Like those kind of things kind of click and when you understand that it's like oh the body just want it doesn't know that the margarita is going to dehydrate you it just wants something cool refreshing right. with that salt in it yeah it could be gatorade but like kids might yeah. want that versus adults like no where's the alcohol yeah <laughs> depends on what we're doing out in the heat <laughs> yeah <laughs> all depends yeah. all right yeah. so we're going to call it here because we'll have to do another part so obviously this is lauren's second episode so if you didn't listen to the first one go back i think that's episode two of the podcast and this is going to be episode 39 i believe it's 39 um yeah so go back and listen to that first one if you haven't already but thank you for coming on and we'll do part three next quarter absolutely <laughs>
over the past two years, this month it turns to, so in celebration of that, I'm giving a one year of free coaching, 52 weeks, 52 weeks to change your life, the possibility of this. We're giving away a year of our high accountability program. This program, our pinnacle program is uh, $10,000 worth of coaching. We're giving that away for free. We're also giving away six months of our transformation coaching as well. So if you're like, uh, there's only ever one winner, I never win this shit. Guess what? Everyone who's ever won this, any of our scholarships has become a successful client. They've actually won these. So we're giving away two things plus 10 second place winners. So even if you don't win the grand prize, there's still a very high chance you're going to win one of the second place prizes. One year or six months of coaching for free that can totally transform your life. We're giving away for free now. With that being said, we are not doing any other giveaways in 2023. So if you're like, eh, I'll just wait till the next one, don't fucking do that because there's not going to be a next one. I can confidently say the only situation where we might have a next one is if we bring on another coach. So probably not happening this year. So unless it's like early fourth quarter, we're looking at earliest fourth quarter as a maybe anyway. So confidently the next time we run this is going to be birthday christmas slash new year bullshit time frame because my birthday is december 18th that's the next time we're running another scholarship so if you want to actually get your results you're not just waiting which you're probably not a good fit if you're just waiting till december to start your results anyways if you're not just waiting around to transform your life with a very powerful program Go to the show notes, apply. It takes you three minutes. Three minutes for the possibility to transform your life in the next 52 weeks. If you need more convincing, I will happily message you any client testimonial or just go back through some of our client testimonials here here on the podcast or go through our uh, group, go to my Instagram and look, but I can also send you them individually if you want. So go to the show notes, apply for it. It's free. It's going to take you three minutes, and those three minutes might be all it takes to completely transform your life with this giveaway. It's the only one this year. Next one will be 2024.